Welcome to Curate the Future, the podcast to help ambitious multi-passionates design and launch their new path. Insights and interviews with professional women who have changed careers, started businesses, and conquered their inner roadblocks along the way. Inspiration and guidance to help you get clear on your dreams and get the confidence to go for it. My name is Sumeya, and let's get to it. My guest today is Rachel McBay, and she went from being a pharmaceutical sales rep to becoming a web designer and and starting her own web design business. And she's got a lot of great things to say about the identity shift that comes from going from big corporate to striking out on your own and and doing something different. Hey, Rachel, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. so yeah, I mean, you gave uh, an overview there. That's kind of like in a nutshell. But I, I was I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, and um, certainly on the career path of my dreams. And um, you know, some things happened in my life that led me down a different path. And now I am um, you know an entrepreneur, and I have my own web design um, freelance web design business. And I am so in love with what I do and who I help. Oh, oh yay! That's, that's such, such a, a good feeling. feeling. And, and, and you've had, had a lot, lot of twists, twists and, turns, and turns, right? right? This, this is, is not a straight, straight shot, shot from, from pharma, pharma sales, sales rep, rep to web designer, designer right? right? I have. This was certainly not a, a straight line, a straight path that I've been on, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the roundabout way of doing things is really common. And and so way back when, it sounds like you were kind of living the dream, what? right? You had a pretty good situation. So what got you thinking about making a change? Yeah. So um, you're right. I was, I had, um, I, I kind of had a really big sales background. And so landing a pharmaceutical sales job was like the ultimate um, sales job for me. Um, and so I, I've been in that role for about six years and loved the people I worked with, loved the income I was making. I was the breadwinner in our family. We had bought a new house, you know, like refurnished it all, you know, had everything was lining up, like lots of money being saved in the bank. I had a a daughter and I had just had a new son that um, was born. So I had a not even two year old and an infant (laughs) and had planned to go back to work. Um, I always saw myself as the, I don't know, I guess as a career woman. Um, as you know, whether my husband and I both worked, I never knew, but I always was certain I'd be working and that, uh, if my husband wanted to be home with the kids, that'd be great and fine. Or we would have them in daycare or what have you. Um, so, you know, things were going great. Honestly, I couldn't have imagined things to be any different. Finally, like, you know, all the hard work and effort was, uh, paying off. (laughs) And, um, and then unfortunately my, so my husband actually, um, one other little layer, he had changed his job. he left a job that he'd been in for over a decade. And it was the second day into his new job that I got a phone call and I was still on maternity leave and I was due to be back. I feel like it was in about a month. And um, he got a call on the Tuesday and, or I got a call on the Tuesday, sorry, his second day of work and um, was informed that I had been laid off. And oh, no. <laughs> so it took a while to absorb it. Um, I mean, the thing in the pharmaceutical world is there's always a lot of mergers and takeovers. And so this wasn't the first time that like the company I was with had, you know, merged with somebody else, but I'd always made it through all of the layoffs. And um, I guess I didn't really see it coming. I also maybe had this kind of idea that where I was on maternity leave, I'd be safe. I don't know. So (laughs) 
I don't know. Maybe that's me being too optimistic about things. But um, so yeah, I got this phone call and like literally in that moment, everything changed. Um, so I had the choice, I guess, at that point in time of deciding, you know, like, what do I do? I guess, right. Do I try to find a job with another pharmaceutical company, which was difficult because like I said, there were so many mergers and takeovers that every time they did that positions were duplicated, people were laid off. Now there's that many more people in the market applying for any possible opportunity that comes up in pharma. The competition was fierce, not a lot of positions available. So that was one option. I could try to go that route. Um, and then something that was on the table too that I'd never really considered was the option of staying home with the kids. <laughs> and um, I mean, I, was, I had really enjoyed my time at home with them during the maternity leave. And so I certainly, I mean, the idea of continuing that was exciting on the one hand, but at the same time, it didn't match with what my, you know, sort of dreams and vision of what my role in our family and in my life was going to be. So it was, uh, it was a real struggle to figure out where to go from, from there. So um, my husband and I, we spent a long time talking about it. It certainly wasn't an overnight decision. I actually had been applying to a couple different jobs um, and, you know, was interviewing for some of them. And then the two of us kind of came to the decision that, no, you know what, I, I would stay home with the kids for as long as I felt comfortable and was happy doing that. Um, but on that note, we knew we had to make a lot of sacrifices in order for that to happen where I was the breadwinner in the family. And so losing that income would, would make a big difference in our, you know, financial kind of status, <laughs> yes, right? Our income yeah, coming in. yeah. Okay. So you had to figure out that part and and what went into that? I'm not sure how big a part of the story that is. Oh yeah, we we put our house up for sale, our dream oh. home. <laughs> yeah, our dream home that was like, you know, everything we'd ever wanted in a house. Finally, we had a larger house because we always, you know, felt cramped everywhere else we'd been. We found a larger house, um, so we had to sell that in an area that we loved and um, and find something that was smaller, more affordable, not in, you know, like we had a house in the woods that was near a river and all of these things that we'd always dreamt about having. And we moved into not so much a subdivision, um, but certainly a much smaller like bungalow, um, you know, closer to other people. We can see all the neighbors around us. And it was, it was a big adjustment, but um, we, decided that was the route we were going to go down and we were going to see, you know, where it led us with me taking care of the kids. And we had both committed to, you know, at least giving it a try. Like I said, I really enjoyed being home with both of them on maternity leave. And so um, it was important to the two of us that we at least give, give that a shot. And so that was a big thing. You know, we, we were going on vacations every year with the kids, taking them down South and all of these things. And we had to say, okay, well, that's not really going to be an option maybe for the next kind of couple of years. Wow. Okay, so you had to make some pretty big adjustments. Yeah. And how did you feel about doing that? Because, for example, selling your dream home, yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world, no. but it's hard to do after after you've achieved that. Yeah. It's a really big dream. And so were you gutted by that decision or did you take it in stride? Yeah. How did you feel? I think there was sort of like a, a grieving time. And it might sound kind of silly to say that, but, um, but there certainly was like... Um, on the one hand, I knew we were doing it for the right reason, but on the other hand, you know, I felt like we'd worked so hard to have gotten where we were 
that to be willing to make that trade-off was like, I mean, it took an emotional toll for sure. And I mean, when we moved into, and we're still in the bungalow, and um, <laughs> it technically could afford to probably move somewhere else, but now it, it feels like home. Um, but like, it, it was a big struggle when we first moved in. It was like, oh, well, okay. You know, I, I only kept planning things like a year or two years down the road. Like, we're only going to stay here for this long. We're only going to whatever. We're going to move somewhere. We're going to figure this all out. We're going to, you know, this like is temporary. That, so. Yeah. Yes, yes, it was very much like I'm not putting really much up on the walls. I'm not doing whatever. This is just for now. And, um, so I was really in that headspace for a long time. I was, I was fighting with like uh, feeling almost like defeated in a way. I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but I was certainly grieving the things that we had achieved and, and not maybe not even so much that, but just not going down that path that I'd always envisioned. It was like there was like a loss there. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, and I get what you're saying, even though it's it's hard to describe. I think that makes a lot of sense to have a grieving period if yeah. you're letting go of all <laughs> these things that you had worked so hard to achieve. Yeah. So you had this vision for where you were going and then yeah. <laughs> life happens and things change direction. And, and now you're on a different path that you didn't expect to be on. Yeah. And it was partly what happened to you and partly your own decisions too. That's exactly right. Yep. So what happened next? Yeah. So actually quite a few things happened. For one, I think I really struggled in a lot of ways with the change in my identity. Um, so going from, you know, being this career person, being the breadwinner, bringing an income in, you know, having like, uh, at least here where I live, like being a pharmaceutical sales representative is pretty well respected kind of job, right? A lot of people who are in particular in sales would be like, oh my gosh, I would love to have this. So like, you know, as far as friends and family were concerned, it's like I lost this piece of me, right? Like I lost, like even when we would get together and things, other, other friends of mine would be talking about, you know, their jobs. Like everybody I knew worked <laughs> like whether they had kids or didn't have kids whether they were male or female they all had jobs right these careers and so that was a big um piece so what I, one of the things i did i guess in the meantime and i've kind of always been an entrepreneur um in one way or another but i you know i started um you know making things to sell not only to supplement our income but i think it just filled sort of this void in me right like i just needed to be contributing needed to be doing something that i felt was like meaningful and productive and not that staying home with my kids wasn't meaningful or productive i think i just couldn't accept that that was okay to just be doing that <laughs> so um so I, I did that. I would I would find different things that I could make and do and sell and, and stuff to try to have something else going for me, something I could talk about, something I could feel like I could relate to people at all in some right, right. You know, right? So um so I certainly did that for a couple of years. And then um like my kids are only seven and eight now, right? So this has only been, I think about maybe six years or so since I was laid off. So and and what were you making? Were you planning to turn this into a business? Or was it just kind of like a stopgap type thing? Yeah, I think it was more of like a kind of stopgap kind of thing. Like I, I mean, I made um, like growth charts, like wooden rulers and things that you know, you'd see them. This was like, back when you see them on Pinterest and different places. Like I was making things that I've always kind of been a hands-on person. So I was making those. Um, I had started like a drop shipping business online. Oh, cool. It's always kind of, you know, been really good with technology. So I tried that out. Okay. So you were trying out these different things. You had what sounds like a craft business, right? Yes. And then drop shipping. And, yeah. and then what, like, how did you end up in web design? And, and actually before that, 
How did you feel about those other businesses? Because it sounds like those are not up and running today, right? No. But you were trying these things. And yeah. so did you feel like they were failures if they didn't work out or you decided to not continue with them? Like, yeah. how did you feel about trying these things and them, yeah. so, them not going anywhere? I guess I, I've always tried to, I've always tried to be smart, I guess, about my time and the choices that I make. And so to me, I wanted to be making an income. Um, I wanted to do it in a way that was going to be flexible because if I chose to stay home with our family, I didn't want that to be like me starting a side thing at the expense of spending time with the kids, right? And being there for the kids. So I was always testing out things that I could find that balance, right? So, um, and then also make the kind of income that I wanted based on the amount of time I had to put into it. And so that's where I, I like the craft thing. I always felt like the amount of money I was making from that didn't justify the amount of time I had to put into doing it. The drop shipping again was like, it didn't take off ever in the way that I sort of had hoped it would. And so there were a lot of hours, not when the kids were awake, but at nighttime working on that. And I was like, okay, for the amount of time I'm spending on this, where do I really see this going long-term, right? So um, that's why I said, you know, that's not the right option for me. And so then the web design piece, interestingly enough, like that was a little over a year ago, is I had, where I'd been in the online space in many way with drop shipping, um, I, you know, I even looked at having a blog and all these things that you hear, all these different options, but I kind of like started learning more about freelancing. So, you know, services that you could provide for somebody else without being hired full time, right? It's kind of the idea that I thought of it. You don't have to be hired full time or, or even part time, like with a company that that's the company you work for and so on and so forth. So I like the idea of freelancing and I wasn't sure to begin with what I was going to offer, right? As a service. Um, I knew sales. I couldn't really translate that as easily into a freelance position. I talked to some different ones, but you usually needed to be sitting at your desk or at a phone particular hours of the day and so on and so forth. And I was like, that's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to happen with two kids <laughs> running around and yeah, it's not going not gonna to do it. Um, so I was trying to figure what, like, what could I do? And I had done web design like literally, oh my gosh, let me figure out how long it had been. Uh, probably like t almost 20 years ago, like 15 to 20 years ago, somewhere in there. Um, so that didn't jump in my mind to begin with because it had been so long. I loved it when I did it, um, but then I kind of ended up on this sales path. And so I just kind of had given it up, never really thought about it again. And I actually started it with my freelance business doing a variety of different things. So it was, you know, I, um, with the web design in the past, I'd done graphic design, right? Um, because back then <laughs> you didn't have these fancy builders and things that made life a lot easier. Everything you had to design from scratch and Photoshop and so on and so forth. So I said, okay, well I'll design graphics, maybe social media graphics for people. Um, I was researching like hashtags for people for Instagram and little bits and pieces here and there. And, uh, and then it was through designing, especially the graphic side of things. I was like, well, I used to do this a lot when I did web design, right? And so then I was like, 
okay, well, let me look into what the web design space is like now, right? Because I knew some of the software I used in the past no longer existed. <laughs> so it's like, a lot has changed yeah, yeah, a lot has in 20 changed. years yeah. in the world of web and graphics. Amazing yeah. how technology is like that, you know, it changes pretty fast. So yeah, I was sure that 15 to 20 years ago, what I was using then was not, not the, you know, standard these days. So, um, so I looked into that. I did a little bit of research to see what was out there. Um, a lot of the, you know, builders and things have um, free versions and stuff you can try. So it was kind of playing around with that. And it came back to me pretty quickly. Like there was a learning curve as far as learning the software, but I generally pick up that kind of stuff pretty quickly as is anyway. So then I said, okay, well, and I, I practiced designed a site for myself. Um, designed a few other ones that I was just playing with. And I said, okay, well, I'll put myself out there as a web designer. Like I felt confident enough, right? Like that I've done this before. I understand the back end of things. I just, the software I had to learn. So um, put myself out there and it was within, I think less than a month, I actually got my first web design client. Ah, huh. Yeah. And I was like, all right, maybe I'm onto something Not here. Bad. <laughs> yeah. And the, the awesome thing about it was in comparison to like, I mean, doing the little odd jobs for people here and there freelance. Um, I knew for me to make the kind of income I wanted to make, that was going to take a lot of time. Those things you couldn't charge a lot for because they weren't um, ones that you had to have like a higher skill level for necessarily. Um, and when I dove into the web design, I was like, it brought back all the passion that I'd had for it. Ah, a long time ago, right? huh. So you had really loved this. I did. Yeah. And it just ended up getting pushed aside. <laughs> yeah. Like I've always been a really creative person, but when I was, you know, doing sales and so on and so forth, I love, I really did love that job. But what I would kind of do that would, I guess, sort of nurtured be that side of me was at home. I was always doing really creative, you know, whether it was like projects around the house and art, like I was like, you know, the Pinterest junkie, like building and making, painting and doing all that kind of stuff. So I think that's where, you know, at least it sort of filled that part of me. But, um, but I didn't realize how much I, I missed doing the design portion, like, you know, on a computer. So um, discovering that web design was something that, you know, I had loved in the past. There was, I never gave it up because I didn't like it. I just moved on to something else that it's something that I could come back to and really do enjoy. And now for me, the amazing thing about doing it is like the people that I'm helping by designing their websites are also like my market is female entrepreneurs. So I'm able to give back and help them with their businesses as well, which I know, you know, some of them are moms and some aren't and, but it's women who are, you know, they're making an income for themselves or for their family. So I feel like I can see myself in them, even if their business is different. Right. And so it's amazing to be able to support them in that way and help their businesses be more successful and kind of. Be oh, that's so awesome. It's a win-win. Yeah, it really is. And how did you get your first client? Because I feel like that is a really important milestone. Once you have yes. your first client, it's like, oh my goodness, this is real. Yes. <laughs> and and I can do this. And that feels, I think, often very far away for people. They have this idea, but the idea of getting paid for it just seems yeah. like it's way off in another planet, right? But then once it happens, you're like, oh, okay, here we go. So, <laughs> so how did you get that first client? Yeah. So that's such a good question because it's true. Like, I feel like, um, you know, everybody refers to it as like imposter syndrome kind of thing. Right. And I feel like that happens 
all the time. Like oh, that yes. before your first client, after your first client, when you raise a rate, when you like, it's, it's always there. It doesn't it's matter. It's true. Every step of the way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just always pushing through that. So, I mean, I, um, I did a lot of networking in Facebook groups was where, and I still find clients there today, but I did in the very beginning, I did a lot of networking in Facebook groups online. I had already found some clients for some of the, you know, graphic design work and so on and so forth. I was Kind of building my testimonials and, and portfolio that way. Um, I even had done some free work for some, you know, testimonials in the very beginning, um, which helped me with my confidence, at least that I, I could help people, I could deliver on what they were asking for. And so with the web design one, yes, it was in a group. I actually, I hadn't even posted about me doing web design. It was somebody who was asking a question um, and it was related to web design. And so I answered it and I didn't do a pitch for my services or anything. I just really you know, provided value and try to share some of what I would do, right? Or how I would, you know, answer their questions, solve their problem. And, um, and then I got this message, like through my Facebook business page of somebody saying, Hey, you know, like I saw your comment in such and such a group. Um, I'd love to talk to you more about the web design that you do and so on and so forth. And I didn't have at that time, like an actual paid site to show her like, Hey, I've designed, you know, cause the ones that I designed 15, 20 years ago, I mean, they're no longer even, they don't exist, right? <laughs> like they've been updated or whatever since then. <laughs> so I didn't even have that to show her. Um, but I guess like, I'm just an, a very open and honest person and hopefully she saw that. And I'm assuming that's why we work together. We just kind of clicked right away and um, she was willing to give me the chance and the opportunity to, you know, prove to her and show her what I could do. And um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was a huge confidence boost. But like I said, even after that one person and like they pay you and it's exciting and you're like, yes, I've got this, right? It's like, you're always wondering when the next one was going to come and when they did, could I deliver what they want? And so, so it's this, it's a constant thing you have to really, um, you know, you have to dig deep and push through your fears and insecurities and, and just keep going forward. Yeah. And so how do you how do you manage that? Because it never really goes away. Right. So how do you yeah. <laughs> how do you handle that if it never goes away? Because it's not stopping you. Clearly, you're doing your thing, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how do you handle that? Or what would you say to somebody who does have that fear every step of the way? Yeah. Yeah. I think like so for myself, I feel like I could be at an advantage, but it's, it's also from a lot of years of practice. So for one, when I used to do my sales job as a pharmaceutical sales representative, I had to put myself in front of like, people don't know this side of that world, but like you had to put yourself in front of a physician and pharmacist every single day, whether they wanted to see you or not, you had to be there, <laughs> you had to check the box, you had to talk about what it was that you were representing, you had to like, and you know, a lot of people were really rude, and they really didn't want, so you had to deal with a lot of no's to get to a yes, to get to a conversation, to get to building a relationship, right, so I had to push through all of those uncomfortable, and you know, fearful things that, that were involved with that. Right. Um, and then also for me, I think the other thing was when I decided to stay home, that identity shift and going and getting together with friends and family all the time and feeling really like an outcast, like I couldn't relate, like they couldn't relate to me. Right. People didn't even know what to say to me half the time. Like, Oh, so like, what are you doing? Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like it was, you know, I just, I, I, so I had to, I had to just motivate myself. I didn't have to rely on what other people thought. 
um, what other people's opinions were, what I was afraid their opinions might be, what their advice was or wasn't, and so on and so forth. Like a lot of people, you know, wouldn't have said, yeah, do this web design thing, do this freelance thing, right? They'd be like, just get a normal job, will you? Like, why are oh, you yeah. even, you know, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, why are you even thinking about this? Like, just go apply for a job and work, you know, somewhere else doing the normal gig kind of thing. So did um, you have people telling you that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or people you could tell, even if they didn't say it, you could tell when I mm. said, Hey, I'm going to start my own, you know, freelance business. And I'm like all excited about it. You could just see by the looks on their faces or like mm -hmm. the lack of excitement when they're trying to do the yep. Oh, good for you. And especially when they, when they knew I had other types of, you know, businesses or little ventures I'd done to bring it. It was like, Oh, another one of those. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so how did all of these reactions make you feel? Because they're not easy to filter out. It's not easy to filter out. And I, I mean, it, it's, I can't say that it didn't hurt or that I didn't hope for a different reaction, even though I knew usually walking in that, that people weren't going to do the like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. You'd be perfect for that. Oh, I can't wait. Tell me all about it. Right? Like that just, I, as much as that would be nice, I, I knew that wasn't going to be the case, right? I could hope for it, but I knew it wasn't going to be the case. Um, so yeah, I, I really did just put my blinders on. Like I, I just had to focus on what I wanted, why I was doing it, right? Like what was my purpose? What was my why? And just stick to that. And I know that this is my path, my journey. I already had made a huge decision that was so different from everybody else's to begin with. Like I said, everybody I knew when I decided to stay home with the kids, nobody was doing that. I didn't have any other friend as a model to relate to and say, oh, they're doing it. You know, I can, I can do it too. This will work out well. Or like, oh, hey, I have a person to hang out with or somebody I can, you know, relate to. Like I already had chosen something so different. Um, and I just, and I did it for my own personal reasons and whether that related to anybody else, whether that's what they would have done, whether they could have, you know, recommended that or not. I, I, that's the path I had chose to go on. So it was the same thing with this, with my freelance business. It was, this is my path. This is my story. And I'm willing to just move forward and follow that path and see where it leads. And I just have to ignore everybody else because it's not their path. Right. Like, so that, that's really kind of what I just had to keep reminding myself. And I, and I still like, like pushing through the fear, I just have that vision and that why that keeps me going, which is that I still want to be able to be home and present with my kids. I love that I can volunteer at their school. I love that when they get off the bus, I am here after school for them. I love that I can choose to work as much or as little in my business as I want. I love that I'm helping other entrepreneurs, other people out there to pursue the same path that I'm on. So those are the things that really help me to just continue and to push past what other people have to say or may think and the fears of that and, and just keep going, keep yeah. going forward. So that's a really good point. It sounds like the key for you was being very anchored in your why. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's so important because if you have that, it's a lot easier to put your blinders on, like you said, and not be so concerned with what other people think. And if you don't have that, I think we are, a lot more vulnerable to the lukewarm reactions that we might get when when we do kind of want or need approval from other people. Yeah. Yeah. 
that that really has been it for me. Yeah. It's just having that clear, clear why, the clear vision. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah. And was it ever a lonely experience? Because you didn't know anybody else who was a a stay-at-home mom. And it doesn't sound like you do anybody else who was doing web design or had their own business. So was this lonely at all? Incredibly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So much. So, so like you said, in particular, when I decided to stay home, I didn't, I didn't have anybody, like not one of my close friends, um, not anybody. I have three sisters, not any of my sisters, none of them have decided to stay home. So like our mom was home with us when we were growing up. Um, but nobody else, whether it's, they didn't have the opportunity or they just didn't choose to, nobody else has, has followed that same path as me. So it was incredibly lonely. Um, you know, even being home just during the daytime while everybody's at work and all their kids were in daycare and, and being like, well, it's me and you kids, like, you know, <laughs> what are we going to do with ourselves today? So, I mean, I did find friends, um, that I purposely had to go and make new friends and there weren't a lot of them available. Cause even a lot of the people who were around were just on maternity leave and then they'd be like back at work again. Right. So I had to purposely go seek out, you know, people. So that, that helped with that. But I, you know, there were certainly years, like literally years, um, where I was just felt lonely. I felt disconnected from everybody else. And I, and I can't blame everybody either though, because I feel like we were living in two very different worlds. And so people didn't know what to talk to me about or what to ask me about. I felt like I knew more about their world though. So I could ask them the questions about, you know, their work and so on and so forth. But I felt like people didn't really understand mine. And I probably could have done a better job of helping them. I just didn't really know how and often took that as in like disinterest in me and, you know, really wanting to connect with me. So that was that piece. And then even now, interestingly enough, I don't know anybody else who has their own business, right? So aside from people who I've networked and met with online, personally in my circle of friends and family, none of them own their own businesses either. And so it's, it's a learning curve, I think, for both myself and like my friends and family. But I do, I do, like I said, I've, I've kept the path. I have pushed through fears and I'm, I have this big vision for myself and my business. And I feel like because I've been following that, I have more cheerleaders now because I haven't given up and my business has grown and I've seen a lot of success and I've achieved a lot of milestones. And so now there's people like, and I'm, and I'm also feeling more comfortable sharing that I think is the other thing, right? Like before I kind of kept those things to myself, right? Like if I, you know, booked some new clients, I wouldn't always you know, showed that from the rooftop. So nobody knew what my business was doing and what I was doing and what I was up to. Right. So I, I got better about saying, Hey, you know what? Like today I like, I signed a new client or, Oh, look at this website I did that I just launched. And like, you know, I, I'm I'm feeling more comfortable with kind of bragging up or sharing what, you know, what it is that I do. So. Yeah. It sounds like you're building that confidence. Yeah. I am in, in, this is what I do. This is not just a rogue experiment or something I'm trying out. You're like, this is what I do. It's real. (laughs) This is like, that's different. That feels different. It does. Yeah. And I also, um, recently the, the really good thing was I actually kind of found more support online, which is kind of funny to say, but I, I connected to more freelancers online that really understood, you know, what I, you know, the, challenges I had in my own business and finding clients and all of those things. And interestingly enough, um, when I started my freelance journey, somebody else who had only started a few months before then, she was also involved in web design, 
we really connected and supported one another and we could have thought of each other as competitors but we didn't and we really became each other's biggest sort of cheerleader and um and recently she and i decided to combine businesses because we were, <laughs> we were helping each other so much that we said well why don't we just have a business together? And so we've just combined our businesses, which has been amazing too, because like you said, it, it is lonely. Even this entrepreneurial journey is, is lonely. And so she made it less lonely for me and I think I did for her. And so then, you know, we just said, okay, well, we're like, we always seem to be on the same page with everything that we want to do and the way we see our businesses going. So we thought, you know, like let's combine and work together. And that has really helped too. That was, you know, very recently only, we officially launched our new business in April together. And um, that has helped a lot too, with a lot of those feelings of like, you know, just, being alone like it is hard even making decisions in a business and being like well I'm gonna run that by myself <laughs> like, so what do I think let me talk to the board about that yeah exactly so so like that's that's a really cool um shift in in the dynamics of that's awesome and did you ever have moments where you completely second-guessed everything and you're like I don't yeah. even know if I should be doing this I should probably just go get a quote-unquote real job yeah, you know what? That's such a good question. And I can honestly say, no, I've never second guessed wow. it. <laughs> and it's funny because it didn't take long after we made that decision for me to stay home to realize like that was the right decision. Um, we sacrificed a lot and emotionally it had been hard. And like I said, you know, there was times I felt isolated or like had to struggle with my identity and all of these things. But the reason we did it still all remain the same as far as we love the idea that at least one of us could be there and be with our kids and spend that extra time and the quality time with them and just have a really close family unit and all of those things. Like I said, where I grew up, my mom was home and that did mean a lot to me. I just never pictured myself in that role. Right. And like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And I'm so happy that she was. And so no, I never second guessed it. And I have over the years, I've had lots of recruiters reach out to me about pharmaceutical sales positions and say, Hey, you know, would you be interested in interviewing for this? And I'm always like, no, I'm good. Thanks. And so, yeah, it's, it really like, it changed a lot, but it, it made me realize what was important and what was most important to us and the big house and, you know, the vacations every year and all those things like, we were never ones that were like, we weren't materialistic people, but we, we had always just seen, you know, a certain direction and what we would both our roles would be and, and, you know, what our goals would be to have and do and, and that all changed. And I didn't realize that life would be so much better with out going down that path and, and the path that, you know, we chose to take has been the right one for sure for us. Oh, that's so good. And I think it's really encouraging to hear because, I mean, you made these, you downsized your lifestyle mm -hmm. and that's not always easy to do, yeah. right? But And so it's encouraging to hear, I think, your experience on the other side. And and so you, you downsized your lifestyle and made some sacrifices. And I'm curious, what do you feel like you gained instead? Yeah. So honestly, like, it, it would be hard to put into words to tell you the truth because it's just like, we just wouldn't be who we are today as a family unit. I wouldn't be who I am today as a person without having gone through 
all of these challenges, right, that I have, you know, I've been put through emotionally and, um, you know, just like it, it's made me a better person, a stronger person. And um, so, yeah, I, it's like, it's hard to really just summarize into like one thing, but just as a whole, I mean, I wouldn't change who I am today. I wouldn't change our family, how it is today. And I really can't see at being as good of a version of myself and us as it is today if we had have gone, you know, the other route. Oh, so. that's, that's a big thing to feel, right? Yeah. And yeah. so what has been the biggest thing about you that has changed going from being an employee to having your own small business? Yeah. So I think like, I always felt like a really confident person before. Um, but clearly my confidence and the fact that I don't rely on others for that confidence or for that validation or for anything that has to do with who I am and what I have to offer others, like that all now comes from inside me. I don't look outside for that. Whereas I did before, because like I said, the position I had was a well-respected position. So it felt really good that everybody else was like, wow, you know, you're, oh my gosh, you're like a pharmaceutical, like a lot of who, how I felt about myself came from what I was doing, right? What I had, the path I was on, you know, what people thought of me and none of none of that exists anymore. It's all just from within. So that is a huge shift and not one yeah. to be underestimated. That is so, so powerful because we're, we're used to getting validation from the outside, right? Yeah. Even from a very early age, school, peers, teachers, parents, everything. Yeah. And to be able to get that from the inside is such a powerful thing to be able to do for yourself. And, and you kind of have to be able to do that if you are going to have your own business, because you're not going to get it from the outside. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like nobody else is there to motivate me with anything. Nobody else is there to pat me on the back or praise me or give me a bonus or, <laughs> or say you should keep going, say you're good enough. Yeah. Say you, you should just keep figuring yeah. it out. You don't get any of that. It has to come from within you. Yeah, that is it. But you can grow into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. I think that a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't do that for myself yet. So I don't have what it takes. But it's like a muscle that you that you build along the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I say all the time is that it is it's a muscle like it's a practiced thing. You have to you have to literally keep doing it like every day for yourself. You have to push through the fear to the other side of it. And then when you do, that's like another piece added, another layer added on, another you know bit of confidence that you build, right? Um, and you just have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And you have to keep telling yourself positive things and you have to keep being yourself, like your biggest cheerleader. And the more you do it, just the more natural it becomes. And you don't, then you stop like listening to the outside noise. You stop looking to other people to, you know, um, like shape and tell you who you are and what you can do and what you're capable of. And yeah, it's, it's certainly not an overnight thing. Like by no means does this happen overnight, but like you said too, like it was, it, it's always been about my why and then following that path and just working on myself and just staying, like staying the course, even though there's bumps in the road, like it's not a, it's not a straight path no, it isn't. <laughs> by any means it's all over the place. Um, but just having, you know, that kind of final destination in mind and then, yeah. And then just literally every day working towards it and overcoming obstacles and, and just pushing myself to do that. Like that's for anybody, they, they can do it. It, it is, it's like, it's exercising. It, 
it's a muscle day after day, day after day, just keep pushing forward. And, and you get to an easier place where it doesn't seem as challenging, right? It's not as scary. And, um, and then you get there. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. And so you were, it sounds like figuring things out for like five or six years before you landed on, on web design. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a long time to be sort of in between stages right? And, and figuring mm -hmm. things out where you're trying things, but nothing's really sticking. And that's a long time to stick it out and, and keep going. So what would you say to somebody who has been trying to figure things out for a couple of years? Nothing's really sticking yet. They're wondering if they should go back to work and give up. But they're kind of antsy, feeling kind of lost. And it might take five years to get from here to there. So oh, yeah. what would you say to somebody who's in the middle of that period? And, and, and they just don't know which way is up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> like, trust me. So what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it, like like you said, I think a big part of it is coming back to that why, and that was for me. I always knew my why at the end of the day was to find something, to be able to do something that I could have this flexibility. I could still continue to be there in the way that I wanted to be there for my family, um, but I knew I wanted to make an income. I knew like all of these things. So. I kept my why in mind and my, my path, I had many times, trust me, that I was like, you know what, like, I didn't ever want to go back to work for the reason of like, this path of staying home isn't right for me. But there were times that I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it would just be easier it would be easier if I just went back to work, right? Like then I wouldn't have to go through these ups and downs and this constant battle within myself of like, can I do this? Should I be doing this? You know, which happened a lot, but I always had that one thing in mind, the one why, my one purpose, and that's what kept me moving forward. So when things, you know, failed or didn't go the way I wanted or didn't work out at the end of the day to be what I thought they would be, and I didn't see the success that I wanted to see, I just said, okay, I'll pick myself back up again I, and I'll just continue to move forward. And I know even now, like I'm doing web design and I love it and I know what I'm offering now as a service and, but I don't know what that's going to look like a year from now or two years from now. Right. And that's kind of scary and also kind of really exciting because I get to share yeah. that. I get to make my path, my story. Right. So I can make the decision, which is Amazing. Yeah. So I would say, I really would say to anybody who's feeling that way, like you never know what the future brings, but if you know what you want at the end of the day, right, what you want your to achieve, what you want your path to be, just keep going for it. And, and things will fall into place and they might be very unexpected. Like me doing web design. I mean, I never would have thought, you know, five, six years ago, I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Like never in a million years if somebody had have asked me like, Oh yeah, you know, like what kind of business will you be doing? What will you be doing in you know, five, six years? I mean, I never would have thought that. <laughs> and here I am and I love it. And it's amazing. And it's, it's just doing amazing things for myself and for my family. And, and, um, so yeah, you don't know what it's going to look like, but, but I just knew that what was important to me, right. And what I, what I wanted at the end of the day. So you've just got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Don't. And what would you say to someone who, who is, cause it's been about a year now, right. In web design. Yeah. Yeah. A little over a year. What would you say to somebody who's maybe a year or 18 months behind you where they're thinking about doing this thing, but they haven't really started yet? Yeah. They don't have a year under their belts yet. Just think back to you a year ago or so. What did you need to hear 
that that you would say to somebody else? Yeah. So, I mean, I wish I had a cheerleader there, <laughs> like cheering me on. Um, I mean, I did. I, my husband was always really supportive, so that was helpful. Um, but like, I'd say to somebody to just, for one, to not give up, right? And don't let what might seem like um, like a big challenge at the time. Don't let that stop you because looking back now, things that I thought were really big challenges to overcome in the beginning, I look back now, I kind of laugh. I'm like, you know, like those, <laughs> those weren't really that big of a problem, you know, back then. Right. Um, and so I just, uh, it's, I guess the thing is just, again, it's like, it's just keep moving forward you can do it. You have what it takes. It is within you, whether you see it right now or not, it is, and you are capable of doing, you know, and achieving what you want. Right. So don't give up on yourself. Right. Don't get discouraged and, and just keep put, moving for one foot in front of the other. Literally it's so cliche, but that is what it is. Just keep moving forward. That's, that's all I can, uh, I can recommend and it'll take you amazing places and you'll have up and downs, but you know, don't give up. Just keep moving forward. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. It's seriously. simple, but it's true. It really does come down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This was awesome. There's so much in here that's going to be so helpful for, for people to hear. Awesome. No, well, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate you letting me share my story. So many good takeaways in there, you guys. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would so appreciate if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you are wanting to start your own business, but your idea is vague, you're not sure where to begin, you're not sure if you have what it takes to go for it, the week of the 17th, I'm doing a free Facebook group challenge where we are going to get clear on your idea and start showing you the roadmap to make it happen because I'm telling you, you can do this. So head over to curatethefuture.com ignite to register for that and I'll see you next week.